Okay, what's going on, guys? Welcome to a brand new episode of Energize Ross. Introduce the guest, man. We have the one, the only, the undefeated prospect out of Dublin, Ireland. It is Ian, the future, Gary. Ian. What's up, boys? Ian, Man, give, us, Ian give us the lights, by the way. Give us the lights for the crack. Yeah. <laughs> What's up, lads? Yeah. Okay, for, those, for those listening on Spotify, you have to move over to YouTube just to see that moment. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, that, that was brilliant. Uh, Ian, there was massive news that just came out of Cage Warriors. Um, can you just enlighten the fans, the future fans, of what the news is? Yeah, so they've just, uh, obviously they've got fights coming up soon, but they have just released their next uh, kind of couple of fights and their schedules for the rest of the year. And they're looking at saying that we're going to California. They're looking at Dublin, potentially Belfast, London and Paris. So there's some big news coming. And look, it's interesting. It's nice to see. I mean, obviously, k have still been able to, like, put on shows during during lockdown and during COVID. And it's it, like, I'm exceptionally grateful. And I know a lot of the fighters are because we're still being able to do what we love and put our, put our skills on display and, and, and continue our, our, our careers and let the hype kind of keep, keep going. And it's, there's no pause in the momentum as we say. So it's massive news to think that they've got, they've got a nice couple of uh, fights scheduled in different areas and different different countries and places so it's brilliant news I mean it's a, it's a credit to all the all the staff and um Akadors and all the all the fighters really because everyone's ready to go and yeah looking forward to seeing what's next I mean uh, obviously the Cage Warriors trilogy series is back kicking back off on I think Thursday the 18th of March do you have a date uh, on the trilogy and do you have an opponent so you will be delighted to know I signed a contract this morning um, I've been waiting for for a couple of weeks. Um, it has been confirmed, as far as I'm aware. But uh, the contract, once it's sent, we just need one more thing now. We just need to be posted. And we're ready to go. Um, I'm not going to announce the opponent right now. I let I let the the Kador staff do that. However, I will let you know that I'm fighting on March 19th on the Friday show. So, big things, big sounds, things. Sounds like it could be up near the the, the headline act. Could be, could be. Nice. Where rightfully where we should be, should I add? Absolutely, absolutely. And um, (laughs) tell tell us this, Ian. Will there be a welterweight title fight at the trilogy, and will you be in it? No, I won't be. Okay, but this is bigger. So I'll leave you with that. Wait till you find out, and uh, and you'll understand what I mean. Let's leave it at that. I'm very. Take a guess there. (laughs) Take a guess about Kobe Williams. I'm I'm very happy, and it's 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 a it's finally a a good opponent that I can show off my skills against. And when I go in there and put on a performance that I know I'm going to put on, like I do every single time, it's just gonna. just gonna put everyone on on notice and not not that i already not that i need to anymore it's just it's going to kind of just back up everything i've been saying since day one so yeah that's i'm just gonna i'm just gonna ask one question the opponent ian is the opponent european yes okay let's take a guess what it is will you Jeez, I don't know. I assume he's going to fight somebody who's probably maybe fought in the UFC before, maybe like a Nicholas Dalby or something. I don't know. Who knows? Let's see what happens. Who? I'm sure. I'm sure we'll get the deeds when. Who knows? But, like, I'm sure it'll be announced soon enough. I mean, the contract signed, so I'd, I'd assume it'll be out soon. I just, uh, I don't know what I'm, I'm legally allowed to do with those, but yeah, it's done. It's signed. We're on it. We're going to put on a performance. We're going to get another win. Then we're going to call for that belt. I'm sure you'll tell us all fair once we're all said and done. Oh, yeah. No. <laughs> no. Uh, Ian, <laughs> t- tell, tell us this. Like, is, is it guaranteed that we'll see Ian the future, Gary, on the California show? That must be something that you're, you're looking at going, like, a trip to California to fight would be cool. I mean, like, for me to put my feet in the sand and sit there and have a nice fight, sit there and enjoy myself after a nice fight, I wouldn't say no to that. I mean, if you're gonna if you're gonna represent the Cage Warriors brand, who better to to do it than the 
the best looking fighter in, in the organization and the biggest mouth. So, I mean, like, I think Paul I Hughes you want to terms that you want to do. And uh, Paul Hughes, and I'll say something to, something to say about that. Oh, would you stop? Paul Hughes is nowhere near as good looking as me. He knows that I know it. Everyone knows it. And would you fight? Would you hope to fight for the Cage Warriors home in California, or would you rather almost slot in an extra fight? And then, when if they do come back to Dublin or even Belfast, fight there, hey, you could have the most amount of potential fans at an event and fight so, in your hometown, or would you make your first defense in the hometown? So, my plan is to get this fight done in March, always looking at whatever what, what's in front of me. I like to plan for the future, but I always look at what's right in front of me and I never kind of look past it in a sense of all my attention is on that. But I, I'd like three fights this year. I'd like to get this fight done, make a statement, fight for the belt. Then ideally, I'd love to fight. Look, if the option to fight for a belt in Dublin is there, I'm going to take it. No matter, there's no, there's no, there's no other way I'd want it to go than to, than to win the belt in my hometown and go home and see my family afterwards, you know what I mean? And, and, and enjoy it. Um, and then sit and see what options are available then. Do we go up and fight for a middleweight belt? Do we defend the welterweight belt? Do the UFC come calling? Who knows? That's, that's putting myself in a situation where I can just sit back and look at my options and see, what, see what's there in front of me. And that's, that's my plan. But I have to get this fight done in match first make a statement and then we take each fight as it comes but that's that's the plan if you want to know what, what Ian has in plan for the 2021 well if, if I was Graham Boyle what I would be doing is I'd have Ian Gary fight the trilogy I'd have him headline the California show and I'd make Dana White come to the Cage Warrior show at Dana White looking for a fight and I don't think I don't think Ian Gary will see Dublin Cage Warriors <laughs> <laughs> How does that sound, Ian? I mean, look. I mean, I mean, maybe you should be Graham Boylan because that sounds good to me. But that sounds good to me. But I, but look, Ian wants that strap. I've had this chat with Chris. It's not a necessity anymore to have that, to have that cage warriors belt. I mean, you see people getting signed all the time. Mm. But you, best in 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 the division and. Have have made my way from my debut to now and go six and oh, seven and oh, win the belt and prove that I've I've done it the right way and I've done it my way and I've earned it. I want I want to earn that gold and earn that title and then move on to bigger and better things and just keep progressing and showing everybody how how fucking good I am. <laughs> <laughs> right, Ross, uh, one Ross, thing I will say is, well, sorry, Ross. When did when did we first have Ian in the show in your house? That says eighteen. Is after I think after be we're still an amateur at that stage. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. God, yeah, yeah, amateur. Yeah, yeah. I'd say I was. Oh no, Baz. Maybe oh no. When you when you. I was oh no, was a pro. Yeah, yeah. I was oh no, was a pro. Had really? f- fought a couple of amateur mm. fights. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah I was amateur. Yeah. Well, Jesus, like, but it's funny. It's funny how seeing you there and then you were just dying to jump straight into UFC. Probably like after one fight, but now like you've totally slowed things down. And you're like taking all in. You're taking it one step by step. It's 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 mad yeah. to see the evolution of you over the last like two and a half it's, three years. It's a lot to do with, with with Chris. Chris is kind of just going, look, kid. He's like, you're good enough. He's like, you're gonna get there. He's like, you don't need to rush. You've heard Graham saying, look, as much as I don't like to say it, like you've seen it with Reese. Jumped in a bit too early. Like, I don't want to be a late notice like a late replacement. I'm not a replacement for anyone. I'm I'm the shit. That's the way I'm I'm looking at this lads. If the cage if if UFC want me, then they come and get me. They don't come and get me for a late late replacement. I'm like I'm gonna be a star. The way the person I am, it's just the way I, the way I am is it, I'm gonna I'm gonna be marketable. I'm gonna fight. I'm gonna put it put a showcase on every time I'm in there and I'm I'm confident I can speak It'd be stupid of them to put me in there on short notice to be a replacement. They want to put me in there against someone, build it up, and that's the way it will go. And I'm in no rush. I mean, I, I'd happily finish off the year three fights in cage wars and then sign with the UFC by the end of this year. And the way I look at it is this year is my final year of an apprenticeship. And it's now like I just have to finish this year off 
and we're good to go and we're ready to to go off in the world and, and take over. I must say, um, Ian, I listened to on uh, Layla's podcast, Voice Notes, and uh, you know there was some, there was some uh, nice UFC stars in there. With Ally Quinter was on there, uh, Molly McCann, uh, Darren Stewart, and I must say you fit right in there. So uh, you'll you'll uh, breeze into that UFC, no bother. <laughs> I don't think there's anywhere I wouldn't go where I would be heard. I'm loud enough, like you hear me before you see me. So, yeah. Yeah, people it, say that about me too. <laughs> uh, Ian, like, obviously, like, you're going to be fighting on the trilogy, but also that weekend is going to be Clan Wars, and the week after it's going to be Cage Legacy as well. It's good. It's a great time for Irish MMA, sure. isn't it? It's absolutely fantastic. It's amazing because I get to see so many of my, so many of my teammates who haven't been given a platform to fight and, and showcase their skills or that they've been they've been – learning and grinding away over the last year. I mean, uh, two teammates of mine, uh, Taka Mandu and Ryan Shelley are fighting and they're making their pro debuts on Clan Wars. The last time they fought was on the same night in Bolton at the end of 2009. I think it was 2019. They didn't fight all 2020. Um, I think I'm right in that now. I could be wrong, but... Yeah, so like the progression both of those guys have made, and there's so much more fighting in the gym. Like it's ridiculous. Like, and I'm not yeah. gonna say anymore because I don't want to leave anyone out. Yeah. But like, I was at their last fight. We went over to Bolton, and and they put two of them put on amazing performances, and they were ready then, and now they put so much time and effort into training. They're ready now, and it's like they they're just gonna be on a different level when they get into that cage and. The jump from their last fight and this fight is going to be ridiculous. So I'm just super excited to see the gym progress and the gym move on. And it's not just the likes of me and, and James Webb who are signed to cage wars, because obviously we were blessed with COVID that cage wars could still put on events. And it's nice to see the gym, the lads in the gym who are putting in the hard work and putting in the spar and the time and just, they're not getting anything out of finally being able to get on. And it's great for Irish MMA as well to have all these shows back up and running and, it's good. It's good to see. One point I am really looking forward to on the regional scene is actually Cage Legacy and it's Leon Hill versus Paula Han. I think that's going to be an epic <laughs> fight. What's your thoughts on that? So you broke up there. It's going to be a what? An epic fight. The people's main event for me, Han. <laughs> yeah, the people's main event. Lads, We've dubbed it that. Lads, Leon is... Leon has done not not dirty. He, he, he Leon is a, is a killer, right? Yeah, and he, he I have so game. much respect for Leon. I have so much respect. He's so game. Leon was over doing a weight or doing do like doing the corner with me when I was fighting um, in September against Georgia Fanis. And I asked him to come over because we put a lot of time in in camps together. And I said to him then, and he'll say it now. I said to him, look, here's how camp's going to go. I said, I switch into a different zone when I'm going to fight camp. I said, I'm going to box them out off. But I guarantee by the end of it, <laughs> your level is going to jump a serious amount because you'll have no choice but to fight back. And if he didn't fight back, he's not a fighter. And he brought it every single day. And since then, he's just shown because he stepped in on short notice. He cut a load of weight two day, like two, on two days notice. He cut a load of weight. And he went in there and was game. Now he's he's focused. He's got his mind on the prize, which is this pro debut. He's going to go in there. He's going to put on an amazing performance. And lads, look, oh, I've nothing against Pat Lahan, but I'm telling you now, Leon was going to run through him. And that's just it. I'm just looking, no to, doubt. I'm just looking, I'm just looking forward to seeing all these dust stuffs, to be honest. It's going to be great. Yeah. Look, Leon. Yeah, I, it's going to be massive. It's oh, amazing. I speak, I speak about Leon so confidently because he's literally one of my main sparring partners. We do rounds together. He started coming doing strength and conditioning with me. I like him a lot. He's, he's like my little sidekick now. We're, like, we're both just absolutely on it at the moment. We're just getting after it. And he's, 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 he's willing to put the hard work in. He's willing to put the hours in and put his body through the, through the, the hell. And yeah, I've I've no doubt that he's going to go in there and put on a performance that that he deserves to to put on, and it's good. And I'm happy that he's got a camp for it, and he's not just trying to keep, get me ready for it. He's he's got he's in he's in the right mindset. Just watch and wait. Yeah. You'll see what I mean when it happens. Well, Basmo, should we shift gears from the local scene in Ireland to 
you know, UFC 258. Um, what a beautiful Ooh. performance put in by Kamara Usman. Um, a lot of people have a lot of negative things to say about Kamara Usman. I think he almost unfairly gets targeted as a boring fighter. Yeah, the fight against Mazadal was boring, but the war against Covington was brilliant. And this fight, I just thought the way he executed that job was beautiful. Ian, give us your breakdown and tell us what you thought. Your division, you I know? thought it was. Yeah, my division. That's my belt. I'm getting a bunch of worried boys. That's coming in the in the future, right? That's, that's what we had to do. I'm sure I've said it. I'm sure I'm, I'm sure I've said it many a times that that belt will be mine. And <laughs> I'm, I'm sure you've said it every some... time you've been on the show. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure I have. Um, so I was massively impressed with. Uh, the performance from Usman. I've never doubted Usman. Um, I he's he's always so consistently good, and he's so solid. And and the problem with him is a lot of people don't bring the fight to Usman, and that's why it's considered boring. Because when you spar someone like him, for example, like if you're in the gym, you know that guy's dangerous everywhere. You've got to be careful. You don't run in and try just knock him out because why because he's gonna take you down and smash the fucking teeth out of your mouth he's li- like he's a dangerous guy he's a strong you see what he's done to Woodley he ragged them do you know what I mean he's big he's strong he's athletic he's smart he's technical he's not stupid he doesn't make a lot of mistakes and then on the feet he's just getting better and better and better and that's why I was interested to see the work that Trevor Whitman and had put in with him and and it clearly showed that his striking had gotten better. Um, 100% takedown defense in the UFC, I'm pretty sure. Like, he's never been taken Correct. down. Never knocked down um, either. Never knocked down? Well, yeah, debatable. I well, count. well, I mean... Way, um, he, he, well, he, he would... He, he still could have need him in the face, so I don't count that. As long as I mean, he need him in the face... You know what? You know what? I, 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 agree. I agree with you. He didn't get knocked down. He got cracked. Yeah, but he, he took he, a knee. He was on his feet, put his hand down. He recovered. Yeah, I don't even think he did to it. I think he just put no. his hand down and then got back up. But um, just but he just know, posted, man. He just posted. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he was just he was just pretending. He just wanted Gilbert Burns to blow his gas tank. That was it. Um, I was massively impressed because it was such a solid performance. The composure get to get rocked early against a guy who's got heavy hands to when you've 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 put him down to not engage in the grappling, to, 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 to understand that, look, that's his best aspect to win this fight, is to me to get carried in and drawn into this. I can be him, like the ego, to just stand there and just kick his legs and be like, look, if you don't want to get up, I'm going to hurt you. I'm going to hurt you. Um, it, was, it was brilliant. And then the finish was just that switch, that switch to southpaw, that boom, straight, straight right jab hook Gilbert on his arse and then just the composure to just land every shot in the in the strike and on the ground and pound was, was beautiful. It's it just shows that he's now surpassed GSP in, in consecutive wins in the welterweight division. He has earned his spot as as one of the best welterweights to ever grace the UFC. And there's a lot of potential matchups that he can go on now and go on a tear because I mean he's already beaten Masvidal. He's already beaten Woodley. He's already beaten Burns. He's already beaten Covington. And Edwards. And Edwards. Who else do you give him? What's next? I know. Well, that, no. that's, what, that's what we're going to get into. But lads, I just have to announce one thing, right? Uh, in the, lo- the longest win streaks in UFC history, Anderson Silva's on 16. But Kamaru Usman is now joined second with Max Holloway, Demetrius Johnson, John Jones, Khabib, and GSP for 13. GSP just announced today that he's not interested in coming back to fight Kamaru Usman for the welterweight title. So lads, this is what everyone wants to know. Where does the UFC go now with the welterweight situation? Because we've been told there's going to be uh, an ultimate fighter and potentially welterweight um, uh, coaches. coaches as well. So, like, Ross, what way do you see this welterweight landscape coming? Because, like, Usman's almost wiped the floor with everyone. Well, I think what way it will go and what way it should go are going to be two diff- totally different things. Um, I think UFC is going to try and do another block poster pay-per-view with Jorge Masvidal and Kamara Usman, I think they will coach the ultimate fighter, and I think they will square off sometime in the summer against each other uh, on a, another large 
pay-per-view. Last time they did um, for, um, pay-per-view, I think it did over 1.3 million pay-per-view boys. It's a bit like um, Conor McGregor, Dustin Poirier 3. Like, is it probably the match to make in terms of the vision? No, but when you do gangbusters on pay-per-view, UFC, they scrap all, all the divisional sense and they put on the fight that makes the most money. Also, it looks like UFC is going to seriously push to get Leon Edwards to fight Kobe Covington next. So I almost think you have a little semi-final bracket there. And anyone outside those four, I think, has a decent way to go for a title shot. I even think if you look at someone like Kazmat, you know, he hasn't fought in three months now. His name is like deteriorating um, as time goes on. So I think he'll probably have to get two fights before he gets belt. But I think the only way he was going to get that belt was going through Leon Edwards. And if he's not getting one of those top guys next, they probably have to win two. Ian, what did you make of that? Yeah, I mean, it's it's hard to it's hard to think. I mean, I don't think you can justify giving Jorge Masvidal a title shot when his his last fight was a loss I to agree. or well, like to Usman. Um, I don't think he deserves. I understand it was short notice, and if you want to argue that with me, I'll be like, look, give him a camp. It's like, I mean, Masvidal still went in there and put on a fight. Like, a, a camp's not really going to make much of a difference. Like, it's, I think Usman's going to just dominate the fight again. I think he'll just take pick him apart. I mean, it's, it's, it's just, it's, it's really hard to think what's going to happen next because he literally has nearly wiped out the entire division, at least all the top contenders. I mean, you need to have a big performance from someone. I mean, you're talking about Kamza. I don't think. Kamzat is going to be in it with a title shot anytime soon. I think he does need two more fights. I'd like to see him fight like a, a Woodley or something like that and just get another uh, one more big name before he fights someone for that number one contender spot. I think they I think Edwards versus Covington is a great scrap. I mean, if Covington wins that fight, then rematch Covington and, and Usman because it was such a good fight the first time. Then maybe potentially you give Gilbert Burns comes at do you know what I mean? You, I mean, he's up there as one of the top, top like prospects in in yeah. the UFC and in the world. Gilbert Burns is coming off a loss. He's game to fight anyone, and not a lot of people clearly want to fight Kamza. And like, if I'm Gilbert Burns, I'm like, right, I can derail this hype train. Hmm. I can take everything again, and and earn myself back to a title shot. I, I think that's a great fight for him. Um, so yeah, and what would Kamzak, what would you think of Kamzat versus Michael Chiesa? Yeah, it's a good fight. I didn't even think about oh, Mike. Jesus, no one ever thinks. Poor Michael Chiesa. No one ever thinks about him. No, I feel bad. You know, I didn't know he was fighting. I was doing a, a voice notes with Layla and all the all the all the guys of voice notes, and I didn't even know that he was fighting that week. I was so unaware. And then he goes out and puts on a performance like that. He's, um, yeah, he was very impressive. I'd like to see him up there. I'd like to see, he's someone that I'd like to see in, up, up in the mix and get a, another high, highly yeah. ranked opponent and, and show off his skills and see. Because, I mean, if he goes in and gets another win, you're talking, right, he's in there too. So yeah. What about what like the lads? He came off in a very good win. Well, I think I think his hands are broken or something, but like yeah. I wouldn't mind seeing Kiesa versus Wonderboy because like at least stylistically that's an interesting fight. I'd watch that fight. I'd watch Kiesa versus Wonderboy. Well, lads, right? Like, really, lads. Welterweight division's in a bit of a pickle right now because Usman's just dominating everybody. Well, that's that's one of the main reasons why we had to get you on. Like, if you're looking at the Ultimate Fighter, what two coaches would you actually be interested in tuning in and watching? Like Covington and Masudal, that would be like fairly blockbuster. Even put Shimoyev in there against anyone it would be very interesting it's just um do they even need to have these two coaches coach and then fight each other for the title as well does because Kamaru Usman isn't overly maybe maybe the, the, the ultimate fighter is great for Kamaru Usman so people get to know him more I think that's really what he's lacking well I think also the fact that he won the ultimate fighter would make him like a good coach on it as well I, I, I think Kamaru Usman never you're never going to watch Kamaru Usman press conference and walk away and go Jesus he was brilliant but what you will do is, I suppose, your record eventually will speak for itself. And I, I only went back and that. watched Kamaru, Kamaru Usman's uh, tough finale. Uh, Against Spider Hassan. I would, I would beat Kamaru Usman in that fight. 
right now. That's that's that was very nice for me to see. I watched that fight and went, that's not that impressive. Not at all. So it's nice to see, but it shows the progression. It shows the hard work. I think that was in 2015. It shows how in his way. Obviously, clearly 13 wins in a row. Like he's he's proven he is legit. So I don't think Usman should waste his time doing tough. I don't think it's gonna it's gonna it's gonna build his brand up any more than it would. If anything, I wouldn't want to see him against Massa. Do it against Covington. Talk, let them talk shit, but I don't think he needs to do that. I think you give him a couple more fights, you got like look for intents and purposes, like for argument's sake, we will go with this. You've got the Masvidal rematch, you've got the Covington rematch. They're too massive. Phil Masvidal brings a lot of eyes to the to the division because he's just he is a star. Do you know what I mean? He is. He's got this. He's beaten. It's it's really hard. Just leave Usman do what he wants. Let him sit on the top of his throne, and let Masvidal and Covington coach. The ultimate fighter. Yeah, he really is the Nigerian nightmare. And he's, he's causing a nightmare for UFC matchmaking. He's a problem. And you know what? Like, uh, you know what? It's so hard to actually pick the correct thing. To do. I do think what the UFC will do, I do think it will be Masvidal and Usman as tough coaches. I think mm. Jorge Masvidal is a star until he loses his next fight. And if he is going to lose the next fight, you might as well try and make a start of the champion off his back. Mm. And yeah. no better way, especially because this is going to be the first ultimate fighter on ESPN as well. They're going to want to bring in fireworks. And it doesn't get more fireworks than Jorge Masvidal and Kamara Usman. Agreed. Agreed. And also, I, I, and also I think Covington would be great. But like you'd almost have to be afraid of what he'd say on, on ESPN if you were following around for too long. I know, but like that's. You can I mean, edit like, it out, though. Love, love him or hate him, like, like he he he's an absolute like savage in the cage. I mean, he's given Kamaru Usman his toughest fight, and it's like, yeah, he like you run that back. There's no saying that he doesn't win that fight. I mean, it was close. Like I remember, I had it, I had it two two going into the final round. Same here. Um. So it's run it back. Like that's that's the fight I'd like if, if you're asking me what a fight I'd like to see, I'd like to see him coming to do it again. So that's that's what I would like to do. Lads to finish off. I would like to see that. I fight him. I fight him. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. Come on. The cage to finish off to finish off the uh Kamara Usman chat. Where would you rank Kamara Usman in the pound for pound rankings right now? I have minute number three. I have um what no sorry no 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 wait what order are we going in? Go on talk to me walk me through your order come on let's get into this so I have John Jones number one good man yeah um who do I have number two I I've, well it depends on whether Khabib's in the rankings or not go keep going but <laughs> I have Khabib two and then Usman three and then Adesanya four. I would put it as John Jones one. I would put it as Adesanya a two at the moment because we're obviously taking Rick Khabib as a client, just to clear that out. Adesanya a two. I would have Usman a three and probably Stipe or Volkanovski maybe a four. Yeah, I'd put Stipe in four. And then probably, yeah, probably Amanda Nunes then because they, she's the goat of the women's, so... I think I think they have their own list now that women do. I think I think they should. I don't, I don't think you can compare the greatest of all time in in, in, in men's and women's. I think it's they should be separate. Mm. They're like like she is by far the go in 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 women's mm. MMA. Like she is just insane. And I think yeah, I think Usman's up there. I think I, I look as much as I don't think it's 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 possible for him to beat John Jones because he's just. He's, Gonna have to go on an absolute tear, and uh, like John Jones's is, is record. Look, when you take out the the, the steroids, 
dick pills. <laughs> you know what I mean? He still, he still, he still beat every single guy. And like, I know he, he's look, he's soiled. He, he, he's, he's pissed in his own fucking grave. Like he's, 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 he's done it himself. Like it's his own fault that he has this asterisk beside his name. But I, I just, I think he's still, he's still amazing. And, and to juice or no juice, it's still hard to do what he did at light heavyweight. Or at, yeah, at light heavyweight, every single time you're going up against the next best guy. So, I mean, Usman's on trend. I mean, he's been, we're, we're sitting here talking about who's next. Like, there is no one. He's beating everyone. I mean, he literally is. He's on that way. He's on that on that trajectory. Him and Adesanya. So it's quite true to see, see the two Africans go at it. And I, I was listening to the post fight conference with Dana White. He's saying like, could potentially have three African champions by the I mean, end of next yeah. month. Yeah. In the next month, no, yeah, it's, no, you're right. Yeah, UFC 260, uh, April, I think. It's crazy. I mean, I like that is a that is a massive possibility. Yeah. I know, I know, I know that first fight like was insane by Stipe, but yeah. it only takes one dig. He, he, he he's almost like a superhero, it's like uh, and uh, yeah. is kryptonite. <laughs> it's 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 ridiculous. Like it's it's so like he's so big and he's so powerful. It's just like what like like surely like he just has to work tight on defense and he is the baddest man on the planet. Like you're not you're not you're as well. Oh lads, he's an animal. He's an animal. Cyril Khan is a savage. Uh, he's someone I, I want to keep my eyes on. Him yeah, and him and he's Tom Aspinall. Yeah, him weeks. and Tom. Him and Tom Aspinall are my uh, 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 two people that I'm watching in the heavyweight. Mm. That could go all the way. Um, that's that. They're, they're very good. I think Silgan's a savage. I think Tom Aspinall is a top bloke, and he's also a savage. So heavyweight divisions are good, lads. It's gonna. It's getting good. Mm. Got some young uh, talent. No. Give, give us a quick uh, pound for pound list there. Give us your top three to do some feature. I'm going to have to just go John Jones, Adesanya, and Usman. And the funny thing is, I don't think we've ever talked as long about Kamaru Usman until now. But when, when something like that happens, you have to really stand up and take notice. And Ross, you said last week you think you expected Kamaru Usman to gain the respect he deserved. And that's exactly what he got. So uh, you hit the nail. Y'all on the better head. put some respect on his name. Huh? Uh, anyone that's what anything he said. Else? Anything else you want to mention from the um, UFC 258? One big shout I want to give out to is Sanchez. Uh, he won by guillotine. Um, I can't remember the name of the guy he fought. But he Adolfo a... Vieira. Adolfo no, Vieira. I, no, Fluffy Hernandez. That was yeah. a win. Yeah. That was a win. Because, Unbelievable. Because he 30 just, to 1 odds. He put a guillotine on a 17-time world champion in BJJ. And if, if you asked me before and you laid out the card and go, what is the most unbelievable finish in the entire night? I would have said Sanchez to be Vieira by, by submission. I actually that's, bet on that's, that's, um, Vieira by submission to win. So he owes me a point. <laughs> that's probably one of the biggest upsets in MMA history. That's like Damian Maya getting submitted. Mm. And he was yeah, undefeated. I don't know if you mentioned that. He was under, Vieira was undefeated. Yeah, by Wonderboy. That's... Yeah, literally, it's 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 just something you don't see. It's it's crazy, and like, yeah, like Hadolfo is as legit as they come. I'm pretty sure Hadolfo Vieira is the most um, accomplished grappler in MMA. I could be pulling that out of my ass, but I think he's the most accomplished. As in, he has won the most world titles, and he is the most decorated. And he just got submitted. He just got submitted. It just goes to show that you can be the best at any single kind of aspect of the sport, but you have to be great. Dublin. Uh, hurricanes, anytime, anytime Ian shows up. But lads, also, did you, did you notice this? Julian Marquez, uh, he won in Dana White's uh, Tuesday Night Contender Series. He, after his win this weekend, after a couple of years off. At least I didn't realize he was off for a few years. No, no. You're right, but then uh, Molly Sawyer's was shouting him out, saying, "If you if you shave MC into your chest, that she's all his." And then he was like, "If you 
get a tattoo saying uh, Cuban Missile Crisis over your uh, over your belly button. You, I'll, I'll come. Uh, well, I didn't mean to say I'll come, but you know what I mean. But Holy uh, <laughs> Sorry is checking out this shit. Ian, you never know who could be watching uh, Cage Warriors trilogy. Unless it's someone in the UFC that's going to sign me up soon eventually, I couldn't care less. There, there you yes, have it. There you have it. There you have it. What if it was Jennifer Lopez? Couldn't care less. All right, fair enough. I just thought of Wait, like, lads, lads, lads. The UFC is the goal. The UFC is the goal. Ain't nothing stopping me. Ain't nothing getting in the way. Ain't that's, no stopping me. No. Right, well, lads, this weekend, right? UFC is back. Battle of the Big Dogs. Curtis Blades is taking on Derek Lewis in the heavyweight division. Big Dogs. Uh, Ian, before you head off, because we are going to be discussing more MMA once Ian heads off. Ian, what do you what you make for this headline? I think it's a good fight. I think Curtis Blades is going to win. I think he's going to, I think he's going to take him down. And I think he's going to ground and pound and get a, a good finish. I think, look, it's it's a good fight. I just think Curtis Blades is 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 really good. Really solid. And yeah, it's it's all up to Derek Lewis. If Derek Lewis can stop the takedown, then he, you know what I mean. He has heavy, heavy hands. So, I, I, I'd be if I was a betting man, I'd be putting my money on Curtis Blades. Same here, Ross. What about yourself? Uh, I really, really thought about this, and I actually think Curtis Blades could be one of the best heavyweights in the world. I know he's ranked up there, but he could beat Steve Miocic. He's problem, ranked number three. Yeah, isn't he? His problem is that he's lost yeah. twice to Francis Ngannou, so he's playing for Francis Ngannou to lose to Steve Miocic <laughs> at UFC 260. But uh, honestly, for whatever reason, Bob, I don't understand why any person would want to fight Francis Ngannou. I know. No. Yeah, well, I don't think Stipe did really either. He didn't have a choice. He didn't want to. That's what I mean. Either. Like, like I don't think like no one wants it. Like, I'm like, it's fair. Like, he is an absolute specimen. Like, you look at him, and he's what like he's he's the type of person you don't want to see in the middle of a road like that looking at you. Like, you take off and run. Like, you don't even walk that way. You just turn around because you know there's no way you win that fight. Like. <laughs> There's no way, unless you're Stipe, unless you're Stipe wandering down the road. Unless you're Stipe, yeah. Stipe is going to pull out, uh, he's going to be start licking people for COVID and pull out and then have, have to <laughs> Like, look, John Jones can fight him. John Jones can fight him. Oh, There's uh, one for you. How do you think John Jones does a heavyweight? Oh, I think he has the, all the capabilities being world champion there as well. I think he, he'd be able to beat Stipe as well, to be honest. I... I think, look, John Jones has a chin on him. Oh. But I don't know if any chin is capable of taking a, a solid punch from from Ngannou. So, I think, if, but that's the thing. If John Jones does go up and win that belt, there is no one ever, ever that can argue. I don't care about steroids on this one, okay? Because you've got to beat <laughs> light heavyweight and heavyweight champion of the world. And be undefeated in the UFC. Yeah. In fairness, so I think he's John actually has quite a good double leg, so I think he'll be able to take Ngannou down almost straight away. He also oh, he like, will, he will. He also was like very awkward at the start of fights. He comes out with that long, sort of long, the only, he's long. The only issue is the long, like that long kind of thing doesn't work against Ngannou because he's just gonna run at you. But like it's that if he can just clinch up and just take him down, it's We'll yeah. see, we'll see. But it just pisses me off with John Jones with this old steroids thing. It's like, why'd you have to do that, you fucking tick? But, uh, <sighs> it seemed like everyone else was doing it, you know what I mean? Look at Lance Armstrong. Like, he was doing mate, it. Everyone else was doing it. Mate, who knows anymore? Do you know what I mean? Who knows anymore? I'm, I'm going to be a world champion when I still have love handles. So there's no argument here who's going to be, like, if I'm oh. on them or not. Like, <laughs> I, I, I can tell you... I can tell you two people who aren't on steroids Ian Gary and Derek Lewis. Who's fighting this weekend? Yeah. Chris yeah. Derek, no the Boa Constrictor. The Boa Constrictor. Oh, oh, I never gave my prediction. I'm just going to pick Derek Lewis just to go, go against lads. And also, I feel like if he can stuff a takedown or he can catch him on the way in and he's been caught on the way in before, I think he might be able to do it. Also, He's actually weirdly athletic, Derek Lewis. I've seen him throw a flying yeah, thing he before. Is. So, uh, <laughs> he's looking more he's agile good... these days after his surgery. Yeah, I think he got his back fixed. I think he yeah. was walking around Crocs. Uh, but also, 
I love nothing more when Derek Lewis plays possible and he's, he's like hands on his knees pretending he's knackered and then someone comes <laughs> in from him and he tries to decapitate them. Plays possum. Oh my god. It, come here, is Tom Aspinall on this car as well? Yeah. Not very lost. Yeah. Yes. Now, yes. That yes. is going to yes. be a bit of boxing brilliance. Two of the best technical boxers in UFC heavyweight roster. Definitely. Aspin- Aspinall is going to show the young guns are going to be coming up. Uh, he's gonna. I think. I think Aspinall makes light work of that boys. Didn't Arlovski not come off a great win against um, another up and comer in his most recent fight? Uh, he beat. He beat Toichi Vasa, I think. Um, but he. What's called one thing I will say about Andre Arlovski is the rejuvenation of his cheek. Unbelievable. I think he's gone since like four of his last fights. Uh, before that, he was like Chinny McChinnerson. You know what I mean? So. <laughs> Fair play to him. Uh, there's Ross, something about Andre Alaski's now. Oh yeah, actually, he was a, a massive open comer. I actually think I'd pick Tanner Bowser to be one of the headweights to watch out for this year. Um, but I, I do think anytime Arlovsky fights, there's a little bit inside you, no matter who he fights, you're sort of rooting for him a little bit because like, he's such an OG. I think he was like headweight champion at UFC 18. Yeah, uh, Ian, we're gonna, Ian, we're gonna let, we're gonna let you leg her, right? And I do apologize for everyone who's tuned in. The the weather outside is bad. What can you do? You know what I mean? But uh, Ian, I don't know if you know, it's COVID. We'll blame the weather. We'll blame COVID. I know. I'm gonna yeah, it's COVID effort. internet. I'm gonna have some effort uh, <laughs> this after. But uh, Ian, if you didn't know, myself and Ross are set to be on the UFC 259 countdown video, the official video, and uh, we're meant to be like. Um, the beginning, not Russell we're going to be, we're going to int- we're going to announce UFC 259 Israel Adesanya versus Jan Blachowicz on the actual very official, nice on the official UFC 259 video. Thank That's you, it, boys. Yeah, That's so we, it, lads. Represent. Congratulations, Go on, get it going. Um, so. Yo, you agree? Well, there we go. Can you believe it in from uh, from Russell from Russell's family home's couch? <laughs> When it comes to tea and coffee, to, like, <laughs> right now to UFC 259. What's make it up? I love it, lads. I love it. Congratulations. That's massive news. Well done. Yeah, next thing you know, we'll be going to Foil Oil and um, we'll be part of the announce team for Ian Gary's first fight. <laughs> hey, look. Hey, look. And no, no two better men to hype me up. I'm just saying. Yeah. Ian, yeah. thanks, Ian, thanks, Mill, for coming just on. Saying. Uh, if you are new to the show, make sure to like and subscribe because we will have Ian on again build this fight. Ian, anything else to say before we let you go? I'm just better than everyone else, and that's it. I will talk to you all later. <laughs> <laughs> See you know. All right, Ross. So we just had the future on. Let's make it up. Entertaining as always. Uh, absolute legend, big fan, and uh, I'm very much so excited for his fight. Yeah, like he, just the stuff he, when you're even looking at his stories, he's he's getting a big push from Cage Warriors as much as mm. he can. Like obviously doing all the stuff with all the. All the UFC fighters and stuff. There, there's something bubbling. It's almost like yeah. he's the newer Paddy Pimlet. Mm. Obviously, two different yeah. stories. Although like, it was it, it, funny because he was on that voice house thing with Paddy Pimlet the other day. I feel yeah. like um, he's what they wish Paddy Pimlet was. I feel like you know he's that bit mouthier. He's that bit more arrogant. He's that bit cockier. If you know what I mean. Yeah. I feel like uh, Paddy Pimlet almost has like a bit of scouser humbleness about him. If you know what I mean? Maybe uh, I feel like Ian Gary, because he's never lost, he's, he's like he doesn't think he will ever lose. If you know what I mean? He, he like he, I don't think he believes it's possible, which is probably what makes him so confident in there, and you can yeah. see it in there as well. It's just exciting for for us covering mm. Irish MMA as well. It's it's it's, it's cool for everyone. Either people are going to like or dislike. I think mm. either way, people are going to tune in. They want to know what he has to say. But um, Ross Bellator announced last week that they're coming back. Uh, the first one is going to be on Friday, the April 2nd. So they're coming back in just over a month and a half's time. Mm. Um, first things first, they announced they're, they're signing up a showtime. This is a huge con- like a huge partnership. But, uh, and they're also going to be showing events on Friday nights as well, Ross. So like, what do you make of that before we get into the everything else? I do think that them signing up a showtime is a massive deal. Um, I think in hindsight, we were both saying in the background, What's the story of Bellator? Like, you know, yeah. obviously no fights happen in March. 
and obviously they announced fights for early April, but we're saying the UFC is like on a bleeding hype train and like full steam ahead, choo choo. Yeah. Bellator are in the dust, and then we're also seeing you know local shows in Ireland be putting on dates before Bellator put on dates, but then timing up a show time is probably worth waiting for. They probably didn't want to do any shows until that deal was finalized. Um, it makes sense, understandably. I think, yeah, I think it was worth the wait. Um, I think the production value that Showtime will bring to Bellator will be absolutely fantastic. Like Showtime brought us Conor McGregor versus Floyd Mayweather, uh, amongst many other massive combat sports events. And I think Friday night is the perfect night for Bellator to put their shows on. There's no point then going head to head with the UFC, they will not win. Um, but Friday night is a perfect night for fights. I don't know why they were doing Thursday nights before. Terrible idea. Friday night is brilliant. And I think you have more people at home watching their telly on a Friday night than you do at home watching it on a Saturday night. If you take COVID out of the world and like put people back in their norm. That's my two cents on a plasma. What's yeah, yours? But, yeah, do you know what? It was obviously financial problems or de- like mm. discrepancies that, that made them go on Thursdays, yada, yada, yada. Um, from listening to, to weighing in with Big John and, and uh, Josh, they seem to be saying a lot of stuff that is sort of going into the years of Scott Coker. Like, as in, like, this is a better idea, this is a better idea, this is a better idea. Mm. Except in the fact that the UFC is the Champions League of MMA and Bellator, like, it, it, it has a long way to go. Like, obviously, mm. you can't, it's, it's apples and oranges here. Obviously, Bellator is a great promotion. They've looked after us numerous times. But I think they've accepted as like, right, we're not going to try and create a different Champions League. We're going to create this, our own thing on a Friday night. They're going to make Friday their home. And mm. like when there's a huge UFC event on a, on a Saturday, I'm looking forward to it so much. As are you, as is everyone mm. who's ch- checking the show out. But knowing now that you're going to get like a starter on a Friday night with Bellator, and then your main course on the Sunday with with uh, with UFC, I think it's just brilliant for all MMA fans in general. Yeah, I do think if you take the top five in any division of Bellator, they could go into the top fifteen in the UFC. But I think where the massive disparity is if you take the worst 20 fighters on the Bellator roster and put them against the worst 20 fighters on the UFC roster, that's where you get the massive gap. And that's where the UFC talent is better as an overall than Bellator. But I think you're right. You know, big fights on Friday night followed by UFC's big fights on Saturday night. You know, it gives the fans what they want. And you know what? The last thing as a fan you want to do is actually have to choose between two. And the boxing, man. Mm. And, and you want boxing. to catch all you want to catch all the entertainment, but I'm pretty sure the boxing does a good job of putting itself on before the main card in the UFC. I think it's like when Canelo Alvarez fights like as a main event, I think he sort of fights it around one or two AM and then you can almost watch the Canelo fight and then turn back on to the UFC for the co main event, main event. And, and the boxing know that the majority of the people are going to be watching the UFC, so they hold mm. off. Ross, um the weekend it's the the, the week of the 12th to the 18th of April, like that weekend, there's Jay Paul's fighting Ben Askren, Whitaker's fighting Costa, and the Bellator Low Heavyweight Grand Prix on as well. Like, I mean, like, what are you doing that weekend? <laughs> you know? Jeez, I'll, I'll, be, I'll be glued to the couch. But yeah. uh, I think we should get into the Bellator Light Heavyweight Grand Prix. Yeah, well, let me just mention this. It, it, the Bellator mm. is coming back on the 2nd of April, Bellator 255. It's going to be the semi-final. Patricio Pitbull is taking on Emmanuel Sanchez. Pitbull is obviously the champ champ. Uh, the winner of this fight is AJ McKee in the final. And then, Ross, as you said, the Light Heavyweight Grand Prix tournament was announced. And then, um, first of all, like, some good names, and then one name I've never heard of. Yeah, I think it was seven great names to put in the tournament, like seven of their best. I think, you know, if you could take out, I'm probably going to mm-hmm. butcher his name. I'm going to call him Yagoslav Dodev. Oh, my God. Yag, Yag Shim Uradov. Yagshim, Yagshim uh, Muradov. Yagshim Muradov. There you go. This is 100% going to be the clip that I take out for uh, the show tomorrow. The stutter. <laughs> um, but he's fighting Cordy Anderson in the first round. So let's just pray to God Cordy Anderson wins that. It will be, have a bit more intrigue in the semi final. We'll go, we should if, go in order here, right? We should uh, just go in order, right? Better throw 256 Bader versus Machida 2. Um, obviously, this is a rematch for us. Leota Machida defeated Ryan Bader. Now, this was for the title. 
Yeah, I do think they're putting a lot of their eggs in the one basket here, having Ryan Bader fight in this tournament. If their heavyweight champion loses two fights in a row, and Leo Machida does hold a win over Ryan Bader, um, I think you know that does not look great for the promotion. And if you re-ask me who I think is going to win, I do think Leo Machida is going to win. I still do think he has that elusiveness. I still think he has that bit of knockout power. And I just feel like Bader, technically, from a striking standpoint, is not up to Leoto's standards. Then also, well, I'm going to go Bader on that one right now. But also that night, Ross, Anthony Rumble Johnson's back. He's taking on Yoel Romero. This is, the, this is the fight everyone was looking forward to. And um, do you think Bellator pulled it off greatly? I don't think it was announced as sexily as a could. Um, this is the irresistible force versus the movable object. Um, also, Mario Ronello was like announced him on stage. I don't know if you watched this part. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, is that the Rumble Johnson here? It's like, no. And then, like, 10 minutes later, he was like, are you sure he's not here? Could have sworn it's home somewhere. And uh, it was it was very, very strange. But uh, I, I felt like when they brought him out onto the stage, there should have been a back and forth with the microphone there and then. If that makes sense. Yeah. Except they sort of brought them out and said they stood there and then then it's the next person on. I thought that was a bit of a mixed trick. Also, whatever way the camera angle was, you could actually see the, sort of see them walk up the stairs. I didn't really like that either. I thought it should have... I liked the way Bellator almost did WWE Titantron as it came out. And I feel like there should have been like a graphic behind them as if they were walking out. Um, I felt like... You see the way they had the ring in the middle? Yeah, I feel like they should have walked down into the ring, if that makes sense. Yeah, they, sort of, they should have been in the, in the ring. They sort of did it in a pride way, but not really. Oh, it, 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 you know what? It was like seven out of ten. Like definitely missed a few tricks. You yeah. see the way they had Scott Coker sitting there with Mario Ronello and your man who was like Conor McGregor was called the Rat from Showtime. Espinosa, I think yeah. Stephen Espinosa, and then I think they had won the matchmakers <laughs> from Bellator there. They should have been up on the stage doing talk from there and the fighters should have come in to, to the cage sort of area and talk there because like, that's where they're going to fight. Not then talk on, I'm going to call it the Titan Tron because I don't know what else to call it. Yeah, the Titan <laughs> Too much wrestling. But, uh, but then, uh, yeah, yeah. Who are you going for in this one, man? Like, I mean, get, get rid of the Titan Trons, get rid of everything. Rumble, Romero, who are you going for? I'm going to say Rumble. I think these two are definitely going to like have a proper knock in the middle. And I th- you know what? Joe Romero has an absolutely outrageous chin. His neck is like the thickest thing I've ever seen in my entire life. But I feel like Rumble Johnson is going to crack him at some stage. And that's, that's going to be all she wrote. Because he's been wobbled before. But like Rumble hits like a different animal. I'm going to go Romero just to go against you, but I have to, you know. Uh, mm-hmm. Then, like, uh, on Delator 257 on April 16th, then, as we said, Corey, Corey Anderson is going to be fighting uh, Yag Shimradov. And then... That's only his first name, man. Or second name. That's his <laughs> second name. He's good luck at getting the first name. And then, also, the headline of the card is going to be Nemkov, the champion, who defeated Ryan Bader, taking on Phil Davis. So, like, that card's obviously not going to be as good as the other one, but, like, Romero and Rumble, like, I mean... Well, the, I actually think, funny enough, the winner comes out of that side of the bracket. I think um, I think Phil Davis will beat Nemkov. They have a split decision first time around. I think Phil Davis is severely underrated, um, just as a 205-pounder across all divisions. And I think Corey Anderson's going to win. Corey Anderson's going to be my pick in the entire tournament. I just think fighting that guy, who I could gravely underestimate, I think he has potentially the least damage run to the title if that makes sense like, put it this way whoever like on the other side you don't want to have to fight Rumble or Yoel Romero to the last fight until like you're fighting for all the marbles yeah then um, uh, also like James Gower was hinting that he's going to be fighting on one of the cards either the 2nd, ninth, or 16th any, yeah. any, any preference? well I think I saw somewhere on Instagram saying he might, it might not be till May now but I think we know uh, he's going to fight I think he is going to fight Patchy Mix. Uh, I think James Gallagher probably would have fought in April, but uh, maybe it's Patchy Mix pushing out till May. And I think that's a number one contender fight for the Bellator Bantamweight title because 
it was also announced that Sergio Pettis is going to fight one Archuleta for that bantamweight strap. Yeah, so, that's going to be on May 7th. Use uh, Bellator 258. Yeah, so there you have it. Yeah. They're, they're, they're slowly but surely catching. Or, sorry, are they on the same number then as UFC are at the moment? Well, obviously, UFC will be a few on, but uh, like that's their 258 is the last UFC event. Yeah, they because they count every event as a number. Whereas, yeah, yeah, UFC uh, yeah, yeah. So, like, Ross, <clears throat> that sort of wraps things up. Uh, I do want to mention, like, like there's so many Irish Bellator fighters that hopefully will get on these cards and then hopefully they'll have them on again. Like, there's, mm. like it's just really exciting to have extra content to be able to put out during the, like, during the upcoming months because there's loads of stuff coming up. Mm. Oh, no, there is. There's uh, plenty of fight content coming out. I'm very much so looking forward to these local shows, seeing how they're run, looking to see the uh, production. We will have some fighters on, on the show, but I, I think just for anyone who is watching is wondering why we haven't yet. I mean, like eight weeks out, uh, I think it's what five weeks or six weeks out for Clam, uh, for Clam Wars now, and like eight weeks out for Cage Legacy or there thereabouts. It's a long time out. People have injuries and stuff like that. So we want to make sure we have, you know, the fights are definitely going ahead when we have those fighters on. We don't want anyone to pull out of an injury and then you had someone on and they're not fighting. So we want to make sure that they are fighting. But we'll, we'll start those. Um, series sooner or later rather than later I think yeah we have new mics on the way everything's going grand yeah actually our next podcast will probably have new equipment so the sound will be a lot better because I know some people say when they listen to it on podcasts just on podcast apps audio Spotify that uh, it's a bit hard to listen to or you have to have your headphones turned on full blast so hopefully we get the new mics in and that won't be an issue anymore yeah, like after all, this is a two-man band, you know. What I mean? <laughs> like, yeah, it's a it's a two-man band, and uh, we financed it ourselves. So, yeah, yeah here I'll, also. I hope you guys enjoy it. <laughs> yeah, also before we wrap things up, yeah, I know we announced the thing we in UFC two fifty nine countdown. I don't think we went into any detail really about that. Um, what do you have to say about that? Well, uh, I think it's like an absolute, you know, fly in our cap or whatever it is. Uh, you know, a notch on the bedpost if you were talking those terms. Uh, but, the, the, uh, you have yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, no, it, it, it's definitely something that I wouldn't even say when we ever did the show, we ever thought that was going to be a thing that we'd feature on a UFC countdown show, especially but, when uh, we talk about immigration. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But uh, <laughs> here we are. Uh, I think we're yeah. making the right moves. I think um, we're doing the right things as a whole. Uh, I think you know, good things come to those who are persistent and passionate and I think we are persistent and passionate um, to be honest we can't say too much about it because they might cut us out <laughs> well, well there is a chance they could have said uh, I suppose might well tell people that like we've actually they, they've actually like taken snips from us before and then went oh we, we'd make the final cut you know what I mean but it looks very much like yeah. we're making the final cut on this occasion and uh, also we don't know what visual is going to play as the audio plays over the background so i assume you won't see our faces but you will hear our voices so yeah. you'll see a logo yeah. <clears throat> yeah you'll see our logo or you'll see it's say the energy show or something along those lines but um yeah it's definitely a a big moment for the lads you know let's see what happens so hopefully hopefully i can edit all this out if we don't get on it but uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah. Also, a massive shout out to Tiernan Bradley fighting this weekend as well, and isn't it John Cooney as well? Yeah, and is Tony fighting as well? No, his fight was just called off there. Ah, uh, typical, yeah. typical, isn't it? Typical. But I should have Tony Brown anyway for preparing for a fight that was called off. Yeah. Um. Right. So Ross, we went over Cage Warriors. Ian saying he's coming back. Mm. Um. We went over what's well for the next for the welterweight division because that was yeah. interesting enough. And then Bellator is heavy, light heavyweight Grand Prix. Uh, next week we're going to be going over all, all the stuff from this weekend and obviously there's going to be more stuff as well so mm. I mean like if you are new make sure to like make sure to share make sure to comment make sure to subscribe make sure to what else uh, oh don't forget Basmo you have a shout out to give out to KB Nutrition yeah shout out to KB Nutrition for fueling the lads um, I don't know what, to be honest one of the easiest things is the oats in the morning man like I know that is such an easy thing to do 
But when that's done for you already in the fridge to start the day, it's um, it sets you up for a good day, to be honest. Well, one thing I will say is I know you quite well, Basmo, and I know you're sure you eat breakfast. So I know if that's pre-made there for you, you'll, you'll actually have something to eat before you go. Otherwise, you're very much a coffee in the morning, man. I swear to God, I didn't properly eat till about six o'clock today. I had two coffees and didn't properly eat. So but well, there you go. Yeah. Well, there you go. Well, he's making it life a lot easier for you. So yeah. shout out to Carl. You see, I have to cut down the atom weight, you know. But yeah. uh, Ross, it was good talking to you. I'm sure we're going to do this again soon. Yeah, I'm sure we will. Hopefully, some this week. <laughs> yeah, hopefully the weather is better because it was lovely yeah. at some stage today. But yeah, thanks a lot for everyone for tuning in because like this opportunity for UC two fifty one wouldn't happen without us, you know. And we really yeah, do appreciate absolutely it. not. So guys, make sure to like, share, subscribe, and as always, stay, stay energized. energized.